This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Coming up this hour, a film festival focused on environmental issues kicks off its 11th year this weekend. We're going to talk with people involved about what to expect from this year's films. Plus, we'll speak with the two DEA agents who brought down Colombian drug lord Pablo Escobar. You might recognize them from the Netflix hit Narcos. But first, we start with Michael Madigan, the longtime Illinois Speaker of the House, once had an ironclad grip on state politics. Now he faces a 22-count indictment charging Madigan and his longtime confidant Michael McLean with racketeering, conspiracy, bribery, and more. Here's U.S. Attorney John Lausch at a news conference yesterday. The indictment accuses Madigan of leading, for nearly a decade, a criminal enterprise whose purpose was to enhance Madigan's political power and financial well-being while also generating income for his political allies and associates. Joining us now is NPR Illinois government and politics editor Hannah Meisel. Hi, Hannah. Hey, Sasha. Thanks for having me. Also with us is Chicago Tribune investigative reporter Ray Long. He's the author of the upcoming book, The House That Madigan Built, the record run of Illinois' Velvet Hammer. Hi, Ray. Great. You could Glad you could be with us. Same here. Thank you very much. Tell us your reaction to the news, Ray. Well, it was a long time coming, and a lot of people over the years have said that Madigan was untouchable, and so now they're going to have to refigure where he got touched and how he got touched and why he got touched, and those are all the questions we're chasing right now. Mm-hmm. Hannah, how are other politicians reacting? Well, uh, I mean, this is this is just so major, and so in a lot of ways, folks are reacting kind of how you'd expect Republicans, obviously, who have used for years uh, the, you know, Madigan as the face of public corruption in Illinois. Uh, you know, they've used that in campaigns for years to varying degrees of success. Um, you know, they have a kind of told you so attitude. Uh, but, you know, Democrats um, who, uh, you know, there's a lot of Democrats who are loyal to Mike Madigan, despite everything, you know, he, he built a power structure that allowed Democrats to thrive and, you know, grow their majorities in the Illinois House and Senate. Um, but, you know, they they want they they really want to move on, you know, from this kind of albatross that Madigan has been to them. And so you have especially the uh, more progressive Democrats who, uh, you know, since the July of 2020, when feds entered into a deferred prosecution agreement with uh, Electric Utility Commonwealth Edison that named Mike Madigan as public official A, the uh, recipient, the target target of a years-long bribery scheme. You know, they have worked to to get Madigan out. Uh, They vowed to not vote for him for another uh, round as House Speaker. He had already served a historic term. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, they they are proud, but... um, it's it's been very interesting to watch the uh, the reactions roll in. Yeah, Governor Pritzker gave out a statement. Uh, it read in part, quote, the conduct alleged in this indictment is deplorable and a stark violation of the public's trust. Michael Madigan must be held accountable to the fullest extent of the law. Remind us, Hannah, of the exact charges that Madigan is facing. This is a 22 count indictment of racketeering, bribery, wire fraud, extortion, uh, you know, a lot of this is what we've known, um, you know, in the last 19 and a half months since that deferred prosecution agreement came down. Uh, you know, it alleges that uh, Madigan used his 
positions of power as House Speaker, as uh, Democratic Committeeman of the 13th Ward, as Chair of the Democratic Party of Illinois, all of these uh, positions of power and as co-chair of his uh, property tax focused real estate firm in Chicago, Mm -hmm. as this uh, quote unquote criminal enterprise. And, um, you know, so it's lined up jobs and favors and, you know, little to no work contracts for his allies to uh, reward them, to reward him. But, you know, new in this uh, indictment is um, things that have come into clearer focus that we maybe knew about, but um, it alleges that uh, Mike Madigan uh, said yes to uh, then-alderman Danny Solis, who, unbeknownst to him, was wearing a wire and cooperating with the feds when Danny uh, Solis brought to Madigan saying, you know, hey, I will line up work for your property tax firm, you know, in exchange for things like a uh, a state job or a, a job on a state board, yeah, um, which is a sought-after job, and then also you know, had to do with uh, things that we've sort of known about the contours of, but this land deal in Chinatown where the state would transfer the land to the city who would then sell it to a developer in exchange for uh, Madigan getting the property tax uh, business of that developer. Uh, neither of those things ever came to fruition. Danny Solis was not named to the state board. The land deal didn't go through, but still, um, you know, pretty major allegations there. Yeah. And Ray, bring us up to speed here. Madigan's longtime confidant, Michael McLean, was also charged in the indictment. What are the details? Well, sure. Um, Mike McLean goes back with Speaker Madigan to the 1970s, and they were in the House for about a decade together. McLean left in about 83 after he lost uh, in a remap uh, there when they had a major change in the House, when they went from 177 to 118 members of the House, and he got chopped out in the in the uh, next election. But what this says is that uh, McLean was involved in trying to work uh, with ComEd as, as a lobbyist, and um, after he had retired as a lobbyist, to try to push their... Um, the, some of Madigan's desires along, and some of those desires included um, trying to put Juan Ochoa, uh, former McPeer chief, into a job uh, as the director, uh, as being on the board of directors for ComEd. Now, um, that's a regulated uh, utility, obviously, and so that raises some questions there as to why uh, uh, Speaker of the House should be trying to lobby for one of his people on a regulated utility. Mm-hmm. That's one of that's one of the the big questions that that's out there hanging. Now, um, there are other situations here where McLean actually went to the Speaker to see if it was okay if he could could uh, lobby against a bill that was uh, that was probably adverse to the to the. To ComEd, and uh, what happened there was that uh, the speaker had actually tipped, according to the indictment, anyway, the speaker had tipped off ComEd and, uh, to the bill in the first place. So um, the coziness of this is what uh, 
this whole indictment yeah. portrays here. And it really, in the political world, it has been earth-shattering, and it has become kind of the mother of all indictments when it comes to politics in Illinois. Hannah, what is Madigan's response to all of this? Oh, Madigan, uh, you know, as he has done since he was named public official A uh, in July of 2020, he maintains that he's innocent. He also maintains that this is, you know, that uh, U.S. Attorney John Lausch and the feds are kind of misinterpreting what politics is and has been. I mean, after all, this is Chicago. This is, um, you know, Madigan comes out of that old school, you know, Democratic machine politics um, and, and he says, you know, I, there is no crime in, you know, getting people jobs. There is no uh, crime in, you know, helping your friends and allies. And so and his, yeah. you know, attorneys maintain that they're, that, you know, again, that that this is an overstep of the government. And this is an overstep of John Lausch, who, um, you know, by the way, a year ago, he his job was not. uh you know, his job was not secure. He, you yeah. know, he was a Trump appointee, and it wasn't until uh, Senators Tammy Duckworth, Dick Durbin stepped in and said, hey, Biden Justice Department, please allow John Lausch to stay on. He's clearly, you know, in the middle of a really big investigation. Right. That's NPR Illinois government and politics editor Hannah Meisel. Also with us is Chicago Tribune investigative reporter Ray Long, and we are talking about the indictment of former Illinois House Speaker Mike Madigan. He faces federal racketeering and bribery charges. Coming up in five minutes on Reset, we're going to talk with a founding member of an environmental film festival about creating a platform for young filmmakers to process environmental issues. So stay with us for that. Back to you, Ray. Let's talk about Madigan's power here over Illinois politics. It was arguably unmatched for decades. You wrote about his career at length in your forthcoming book. Tell us more about how he rose from the Chicago machine to hold unprecedented power as House Speaker. Well, he he was... Uh a guy who learned from Richard J. Daley, the the mayor, the first mayor Daley, who really perfected machine politics. They uh, knew how to handle patronage, and he was uh, one who knew how to take care of people. And I'm sure that part of their argument will be that they were just helping out people so they, they could find jobs. And the question is, when that becomes uh, crossing the line. Or, and so that'll, that'll be one of the things. But to get to your larger point here, Sasha, the, Madigan was a guy who controlled all the levers of government, all the levers of politics, all the levers of fundraising, um, had a stable of former staffers who were lobbyists who then went out and got uh, big jobs lobbying for a variety of uh, major companies and interests. And uh, in he had a ground uh, game in the 13th Ward that would not only keep the king on the throne, but he would also be one who would send the troops out across the state to help out where people needed to help. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is not just your average uh, person who's out there doing it. These these folks are fanatical about trying to uh, do their jobs and support Madigan in every way they could. Yeah. Well, does it signal hope for a more ethical government in Illinois, Ray? 
uh, gosh, I, I've been watching it since 1981, and yeah. I, I, sometimes I feel like it's hard to get hope. But the reality is that um, you have to hold out hope that there will be some kind of reform that can be done here to shore up the various edges of government that need to be changed because there is a difference between what's legal and illegal in the four corners of the law and what's morally right and morally wrong. And uh, sometimes uh, not everything is uh, fitting in a square peg for a square hole here. They've got to try to figure out where the line should be drawn and do something to enforce them. Just now in an unrelated press conference, Governor Pritzker said he's, quote, fully committed to eliminating the scourge of corruption in Illinois government. Hannah, we're almost out of time. If if Madigan is convicted of the charges, what could he be facing? He could be facing a lot of time. Uh, you know, I, I, John Lausch was asked about the sentencing guidelines yesterday. And, you know, I, I think we've all seen sentencing guidelines can be subjective. They're a wide range. But he he could be facing prison time. He, uh, he's definitely facing uh, forfeiture uh, to the tune of, you know, a couple, a few, several billion dollars. Um, and, you know, that is that's new. That's 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 going to be very interesting. You know, Madigan has al- already paid out millions of dollars in legal fees to fight, uh, you know, these ongoing things. But now he is actually the target. And that's going to be a whole a lot more money if, uh, that, you know, we're going to see if, if yeah. this, you know, does go to trial. That is Hannah Meisel with NPR Illinois and Chicago Tribune investigative reporter Ray Long. Ray and Hannah, thank you for breaking that down for us. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.